Welcome to Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons, and we are located in Maryville, Indiana. Today, we are going to be talking about the Sunday School Lesson. Sunday School Lesson is coming out of a couple of different places. Acts 18, 1 through 3, um, 18 through 21, 24 through 26, and Romans 16, 3 and 4. Amen. Amen. All right. A lot of scriptures to cover, but not really, but it's a nice size lesson. Um, they're making a specific point to talk about Priscilla, and it's called Priscilla, Call to Minister. Um, I guess the lessons are going over these things about women, but one thing I do want you to understand with Priscilla and Aquila, you cannot split them up. You can't. Their ministry is together. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we try to split up people's ministries and you can't. Sure. I don't know why they would want to try to do this, but this is a ministry that they worked on together. Right. And we get off into the first scripture, and it starts off and it says, And after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. Now, Getting into the after these things part, um, Paul was in Athens with the Athenians, and he was um, teaching them about God, talking about their unknown God. They had a God in, in Greece that they didn't have a name for, and he used that as an opportunity to talk about God to the Athenians. So, as he spoke on that, it says, after these things, um, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. Now, the reason you know that is because when it starts off after these things, when you are learning a Sunday school lesson or anytime you are studying the Bible, always read the chapter before and read the chapter after so you can get a whole idea of what was being said in the scriptures that you are studying. Right. Sometimes you have to go a little longer yeah, before and after. Mm -hmm. You know, but it is worth it so you won't mislead anybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or yourself. Or yourself, right. Mm -hmm. So always Always use that as a guide when you are reading scriptures, especially when it starts out after these things or can, somewhere where it continues on when it first starts. Because you need to know what happened before that. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? These are things that, these are like strategies. strategies and principles that I use when I study the Word of God. Amen? Okay. So after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. It says in 2, And found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy, when his wife Priscilla, because of Claudius, had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them 
and wrought, for by their occupation they were tent makers. So these were, uh, Paul was with Priscilla and, and Aquila. He stayed with them for a little while. They're all tent makers. Um, Paul himself was a tent maker. So they had something in common, so they hung out. They stayed together, and it said they abode. He abode with them. Um, it's good when you are in Christ and you find somebody that's like-minded. You know, it's good to have people in Christ that are uh, like-minded that you can be friends with because it's it's hard to find. You know, everybody that's in Christ. Um, you know, it's good to know, but all of them can't be your friend. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to have everything in common because people have different, um, they have different ministries. Mm -hmm. And your ministry might not be their ministry. That's true. But they had something in common, so he was able to stay with them and, they, and everything like that. So when you find somebody that's like-minded, like you, understand, you know, these are people you can learn from, and they can learn from you as well. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. 18 says, and Paul, and this is um, Acts 18 and 18. It says, and Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while, then took his leave of the, of the brethren, and sailed thence into Syria. And with him Priscilla and Aquila, having shorn his head with censure, for he had a vow. And he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. Mm -hmm. um, Priscilla and Aquila went with um, Paul to Ephesus and he stayed there. They stayed there. And Paul went and to the synagogue mm -hmm. to um, and to reason with the Jews. Paul was always having an issue with the Jews because they were always undermining the things he was teaching. Mm -hmm. He was teaching Jesus Christ. They were teaching you had to be circumcised. Everywhere he go, he would run into this issue with them. And people believed that um, they can believe everything Paul was saying, but you have to be circumcised or you can't get into heaven and this type of thing. And, mm -hmm. and Paul kept running into this issue and explaining to people over and over again that you don't need this circumcision. You need the circumcision of, a, of your heart, mm -hmm. not so much of your flesh. <laughs> and he kept on telling and kept running into this issue with Jews um, adding their traditional beliefs to the spiritual belief that God has intended for the church. And it's frustrating when you are teaching the word of God and you have somebody undermining you the whole way, you know. And this is what Paul was running into with them. But the story is about <laughs> Priscilla and Aquila. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> supposed to be. Supposed so to be. it really doesn't say what they were doing. It's just say he just left them there in Ephesus. So you're going to understand how they were 
um, you can understand how they were um, evangelizing and witnessing in Ephesus mm-hmm. while um, while Paul was dealing with the Jews, mm-hmm. right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty says they desired him. Huh? I was saying, he was like, I don't say anything about it. Yeah, I don't know why I was talking about Paul, but okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Sunday school lesson is a stretch. It really is. So it says, 20 says, when they desired him to tarry longer time mm-hmm. with them, he consented not. They wanted to stay with, with him some more, and he was like, no, now it's time for me to move on. <laughs> right. He said, but He bade them farewell, saying, I must by all means keep this feast that cometh in Jerusalem, but I will return again unto you, if God will. And he sailed from Ephesus. And a certain Jew, now this is um, 24 Mm -hmm. and uh, 26, and it says, And a certain Jew named Apollos, born of Alexandria, an eloquent man, and mighty in the scriptures came to Ephesus. Mm-hmm. This is interesting about Apollos. Apollos, he comes, he comes here to Ephesus. He comes there and, and you know, and he say he speaks well, right? Right. He's an eloquent man. Mm-hmm. He has a great smile. <laughs> <laughs> he teaches joy. Oh, you know. Not the joy. And and, <laughs> and he's a mighty man in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Now, it says in 25, this man was instructed in the way of the Lord. He was instructed in the way of the Lord, which means he was taught. He was taught the way of the Lord. He understood the scriptures. Right. He was he was, you know, really good at what he said. And he was eloquent in how he said it. So, which means he he would say these scriptures, and it would sound so real, mm. right? Sounded sweet to the ear. Yeah, it was. And it says, and being fervent in spirit, mm-hmm. he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing, the problem with that is. John's baptism was repentance. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Which means he was not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people who are teaching and preaching the Word of God who don't have the Holy Spirit. They only have book knowledge and they're killing the people. When you go to school, school is fine. Yeah. But school cannot teach you the Holy Spirit. They just can't. That's right. God made it that way on purpose. That's right. You have to go to God to get the Holy Spirit. Right. 26 says, And he began to speak boldly in the synagogues, whom, when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. 
Yes. Sister Quita says, true and teach. Amen. Amen. So you you see where it says that he was speaking eloquently, mm -hmm. right? Right. Aquila and Priscilla, they have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So they heard him speak. But once he got through, they pulled him off to the side to expound to him what he's missing. Right. Right? right. It said expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me show you what you're missing and what you're saying. What you're saying is true, but let me show you something else in there. Right. Because reading the words... And truly understanding the word mm -hmm. is two different things. Right. We were in Romans 16 and 3 and 4. Mm -hmm. And it says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helper, my helpers in Christ Jesus. This was uh, this was uh, Paul talking. Right. And he says in 4. Who have, for my life, laid down their own necks, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Aquila and Priscilla was highly respected by Paul. Mm -hmm. They did a lot of work with Paul, and they respected Paul, and Paul respected them. And even you see where Apollos came along and he was speaking the word. And see, this is the thing about having somebody with the Holy Spirit among you. Because Apollos was going around speaking the word, but only some people that had the Holy Spirit could see what's missing in it. You see what I mean? That's why it's important to have somebody with the Holy Spirit with you. Or you are the person with the Holy Spirit, and if you see something wrong, speak on it. You see how they pulled him off to the side because he he he, he was missing something in his in his um, words. That rebuked him very well. Yeah, just as eloquently as, as he was talked. speaking, they rebuked him eloquently yeah. and showed him what he was missing. This is a uh, uh, Priscilla and Aquila's ministry their ministry and uh, they worked great together like I said you know, every time you heard about them it was all about them it was never about him or her they worked together a lot of these uh, a lot of ministries are missing that um, especially when you're married you have a, a wife or a husband and, and the wife is doing everything and the husband is not and or the husband is the pastor or whatever the case may be and the wife is not you know i don't know how you can't work together in the ministry you know the funny thing is when god made adam he said man shouldn't be alone so he gave adam eve so they can work together God said, I don't know how any man, unless he's widowed, mm -hmm. works 
in Christ alone. When God from the beginning put man with woman to work. <laughs> so, and you see this working perfectly with Aquila and Priscilla. Oh, yeah, it's done. I'm not saying it can't be done. I just don't see how they do it. You know, because you, you miss so much stuff when you don't have that extra person with you in your ministry. If you got a ministry and you're going forth, having that extra person that's always with you, it's like, your, you know, your, because your husband or your wife becomes your best friend as well, and they can see things that you don't see. You know, and all kind of stuff. It's just so much left out when you are by yourself in ministry. You know, so much stuff. But, you know, God moves on whoever he moves on. That's true. <laughs> One. Now, we're going to the ten statements talking about this lesson. And it starts out with the first statement says, as we serve the Lord, we must always seek to be aware of what his will is for our lives. We're always supposed to seek the will of God. Right? right. It was like, well, we might not know the will of God. What is the will of God? Well, how can you do the will of God if you don't even understand what that is. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's where that comes from your studying, your praying, and forming your relationship with God and you will understand what His will is. Mm -hmm. Yeah? That is one thing that a lot of people fall short in is not understanding God's will. For their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sister Cleta says, so what is the will of God? The will of God is his son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. God's will is for us to obey his son. That's his will. So whatever Jesus says do, we do. Mm -hmm. That's why I said it comes from understanding the scriptures understanding where where we stand with God and where we stand with God is through Jesus Christ so when you follow Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit comes into you and what does the Holy Spirit do it teaches you all things all things about who or what Jesus Christ <laughs> you see what I mean so it, it's always going to go back to Christ but and that is the will of God God's will for us is the obedience to his son. That's the ultimate will of God. Sister Quita says, okay, thank you. That was a better understanding. Amen. Amen. Two says, mm -hmm. public speaking can enhance one's usefulness. Public speaking can enhance one's usefulness. Um, if you are in Christ, um, public speaking can help you out a lot. If you especially if you're in Christ and you have a ministry, um, going out there and 
teaching and preaching will definitely help you out. Okay. You know, it's good practice. Um, and I suggest, you know, learning how to do that in Bible study, Sunday school, um, small sessions like this here. Um, it's a great starting point to Bible study in Sunday school is a great place to, especially if you have a, a pastor that doesn't preach, teach the Sunday school lesson. You know what I mean? Where they just preach out the whole lesson and they don't ask any questions or you don't get to talk at all. You just They just preach it out and you don't really, and then that's the end of it. Yeah. I've been in a lot of Bible studies like that where the people don't ask questions. I don't know how you do that because you never learn where the people are if you don't ask them anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so in our Bible study, we teach, we ask questions, you can answer questions. I've even had people, when I preach, they would ask questions. And that is so awesome to me because that means they're really paying attention. <laughs> yeah. When you ask questions in the middle of a sermon, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I've also seen it where people would ask questions in the middle of a sermon to somebody and they would say, wait till after the thing and then you just keep going. I don't know how you do that. But if the question needs to be answered, you answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point of the preaching and teaching. But, you know, and so getting out there, speaking can enhance one's usefulness. So it can really help you. You'll learn how to speak boldly. You'll learn how to uh, pronounce words eloquently. <laughs> uh, you know, you just, you just become a better communicator as you do it more, you know. So it can enhance you, you know. And you also learn how to fill out a crowd. Yeah, especially. Now, I know it sounds weird, but it's like you kind of, mm -hmm. you can fill out and see, you know, what points that you should really make yeah. if, the, if the crowd is kind of leaning towards a certain area or God will show you a discernment on what he wants you to say during that particular time. Right, right. Yeah. And, and it's really good for anybody who is an evangelist or anybody who is um, even just preachers, teachers, anybody that's prophetic or any of the any of the leadership roles like that, where you do a lot of talking, um, speaking out in public is very helpful. Um, when you when you going, you know how you go into the neighborhoods and you are um, witnessing to the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That's always a great thing to get out to the public, talk to people, um, you learn what to say and how to say it and, and all of those different type of things. So it's good to get out in public. Question. Mm -hmm. um, so Sequita says, can public speaking also mean the art of effective communication with the audience? Yes. Yes, I would say yes to that too. Yeah, it is. But I wouldn't use the word art. I, that That's the only thing. Effectively, yes. Yeah, especially when you're talking about we're talking in about Christ. In Christ. Yeah. So I wouldn't use the word art, but everything else, yes. But you will learn your niche. Yeah. You know, once you get going, you know, in public speaking, because once you start speaking publicly, you'll find out what's the best way to do it for yourself. You know, 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of preachers I know that, you know, you'll find yourself, especially if you under somebody, you'll find yourself preaching like them, but after a while, you learn your own path, right. you know, and you right. learn your own way. Because so, it's where God leads you. Yeah. You know, but, but that's why I said that word art, you know, I wouldn't use that one, but it's where God's going to lead you to. Right, right. Because he wants you, he's going to mold you in the way he wants you to say his word. Right, right, and he's going to... He's going to shape and mold you into the craft of what he wants you to be. Right. You know, instead of who you learn from and, and you know, because you, you will branch off from that and you'll you find your own your own style will come up, you know, and you, you'll be you. How God wants you to be. Yeah, and, and with, the, with the help of the Holy Spirit, all of that will come together. Mm -hmm. You know. And then people also gravitate towards certain areas of certain people's ministries mm -hmm. like you know for example Bishop Taylor he he's a man from Gary and he has a stern following you know he the, his his ministry is like he's not uppity you know what I mean right, right, he's right. kind of like the he's the I don't want to I'm not putting him down because I love him but mm -hmm. I'm saying like He's a homeboy, you know what I mean? He's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah. hey, 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 you know, yeah. he's cool, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And he's a very down-to-earth yeah. uh, preacher, and he has down-to-earth people that right. go to his church. And, and that's it. That. Yeah, because of who you are and who God wants you to be, mm -hmm. you will attract those type of people yes, of very. whoever God has your ministry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you are, uh, in this church, we do a lot of teaching here. So... Mm -hmm. People are they gather here for the word, mm -hmm. you know, not so much for a whole lot of singing and sh you know, shouting and stuff, right. but we do that. Right. But it's still the word is the main thing here, right. and you are, you know, and your church, uh, the church that you go to, you know, it fits the pastor, mm -hmm. yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and and when you go to those certain churches, you like it because that ministry fits you, mm -hmm. that's why it's not, it's not, um. There's nothing wrong with different ministries, you know, because God makes a ministry for everybody. And he's the one who gives the increase, so he sends people where they want you to go. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay, she says, um, they, don't, they don't teach you when they just preach and yell at you. <laughs> she says, and people don't understand that, that that's going back to public speaking in Christ. Okay. They don't understand that that's going back to public speaking in Christ. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> they said they just don't, they just yelling at you. Ah! Yeah, they're just yelling at you and just yelling jumping at you. off pews and all that kind of stuff. And then you go home and it's like, what happened? Well, but you don't remember anything. You don't know nothing. You just remember all of the antics. You know, you don't remember that's the sermon. That's true. That's true. You know, we have to get past the entertainment part and get to. The scriptures. That's the true. Holy Scriptures is the most important thing in the church. Mm -hmm. That's true. Man. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you go to church to hear the word of God. Right. Right. Not for entertainment. Yes. But for the word. That's right. But in our case, the word can be entertaining. <laughs> I love the word of God. 
and it just it's so awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh three. Mm-hmm. It says God will give more revelation to those who respond to what they already know. Mm-hmm. What you know in the Bible, you'll never graduate from. So there is no scripture in the Bible that you can just say, I got that totally down. I never have to read it again. There is no scripture in the Bible like that. Because right. I guarantee you go back in it and read it again for the hundredth time, you'll still find something in there that you didn't see before. That's true. The Bible itself, God's holy scripture are moving, breathing entities. Mm-hmm. It's a the word of God is not dead. That's right. It's alive. And because it's alive, it's still relevant two thousand years later. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's never going to not be relevant. That's right. Right? So it says God will give more revelation to those who respond to what they already know. So when you already know something, you'll get more revelation on it. Uh, a lot of times, like we are going, you know, on Sundays, we're going through revelation. Mm-hmm. We've been getting a lot of revelation off revelation. Mm-hmm. I've been through revelation about four or five times. Mm-hmm. I mean, through the whole book, four or five times. Mm-hmm. But... We're still getting revelation now that I never got before. Mm-hmm. You know, it just keeps going, That's and right. it's it's an awesome, it's an awesome book. It's just, I mean, you can't. So the revelation that you have, it will just get enhanced. Mm-hmm. You'll find more revelation. That's why I like going to Bible studies. I, you know, I love teaching, but I love to be taught as well. And when I go to Bible studies, I have a Bible study on Wednesday that I listen to that um, I get on a line and it's a bunch of teachers on that line. I love listening. You know, I end up teaching some in the lesson too, but at the same time, I get to hear other teachers and the things that they have to say and I get revelations off the stuff that they say. That's why it's so important not to only teach, but to be taught. Right? Don't be so high and mighty in your teaching that you can't be taught nothing. Mm. That's true. Four says, our times and plans are in God's hands. Our time, our plans are in God's hands. Mm. It's kind of self-explanatory. That's true. You cannot get past or override what God has for you. In his time, because it's in his hand. Um, Sister Cleta says, I thought the Bible was like about songs, stories, of course, prayers, and wise words, and also laws. It's about those things, too. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> it's about saving your soul. It's about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Getting you read the Christ. Old Testament... And it talks about Jesus' coming. Mm-hmm. You'll read about in the New Testament of Jesus being here. Mm-hmm. 
then you'll read later in the New Testament what happened after Jesus left. Then you'll read Revelation about what Jesus has to still do. The whole book is about Jesus Christ. All of it. Five says, teamwork and partnership are vital to ministry success. Putting a nice team together for your ministry, you can't do it all by yourself. No, no ministry can be done by yourself. Mm-hmm. We have so many different ministries inside our ministry mm-hmm. and there's no way you can do it all by yourself. No. You know, we have the ministry in just teaching and preaching. Mm-hmm. But then we have our Facebook Live. We have our YouTube channel. We have um, our Instagram. We have our Twitter. <laughs> we have all these different feeds going on. Yeah. We have our uh, ministry store. We have, you know, we have so many things going on, and you cannot do it all by yourself. No. You just can't. No. Why would you want to? <laughs> That's true. Why would you want to do all that stuff by yourself? You can't. So it's very important to put some people around you, and um, and God will gather people for you, especially when you first start your ministry. When you first start your ministry, mm-hmm. if it's of God. God is going to start putting things in in place for it to happen. Because mm-hmm. you're going to know God is in it because God will start giving you stuff. You'll get a lot of things free. Yeah, because he makes the increase. I mean, because when we first started this church, as soon as oh, I started yeah. the paperwork, I mean, things just started coming to us that we needed. Oh, yeah. And it just came without so payments. It was just people was just giving stuff and it was just amazing how God worked it out. <laughs> yeah. He worked out a lot of things for this church. Yeah. But that's how you know God is with you. God shows himself to you through the things that he's doing for you. That's right. That's right. Teamwork and partnerships are vital to ministry success. Six says, all believers have at least one spiritual gift. Don't ever think that you don't have any gifts. Well, I ain't got no gifts. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has more than one gift. (laughs) In Christ. Yeah. As long as you're in Christ, you got more than one gift. Because God will use you wherever he needs you. And the gifts will just come as needed. Mm -hmm. But you have to be in Christ to get them. Right? All believers have at least one spiritual gift. But I say all believers have. All believers have access to all the gifts. The Holy Spirit teaches you all things. Which means you have access to all things. Now, will you be able to do all things? No. You have access to it. No, you ain't going to be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like the captain, though. Right. <laughs> no. You know, so you, you, you're not, you know, super saint. You're just, <laughs> you're just, 
Not the super you know, move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just, you know, you got gifts and you use them as God gives them to you. And you'll start, when you develop yourself in Christ, mm-hmm. you'll start seeing the gifts that you have. Yeah. You'll start, they'll just start manifesting themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's when you'll know where you stand with God. But again, all of that, you have to be in Christ. You have to have that relationship with God yeah. to get all of those things. Yeah. That's right? That's true. That's true. Seven says God wants fat people <laughs> in his service. Now, <laughs> fat's saying faithful, available, and teachable. God wants faithful, available, and teachable people in his service. Right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, don't put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you might not want to do that. No, but faithful, available, and teachable. Mm-hmm. You want faithful people. Right. People that are deep-seated in the faith. Right? Mm-hmm. You want people that's available. You ever call somebody and they never available to help you out? Mm-hmm. Or they'll call you and tell you they'll help you out and you never see them? I've dealt with so many people like that before. It's ridiculous. You have meetings with them and they'll come to the meetings and then when you you ready? Oh, I ain't going to be able to make it. You coming today? No, I ain't going to be able to make it tomorrow. Yeah, you know. You'll go a whole week. You'll have something planned for the whole week. They don't show up not one day. <laughs> not even one day. Not one day. Not even call. This, yeah, they don't even call. They just don't show up. You know, it, available. Faithful, available people. My favorite is the last one. Yeah, and teachable people. Mm-hmm. When you have Bible study, there are two types of people. There are people that come to learn the word of God. And there are people there that's there only to teach you what they know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Sister Quita agrees. She says she's been through that many times. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, be teachable. Mm-hmm. Keep your mind open. Yeah. You know, be teachable. God wants those type of people, faithful people, available people, teachable people. Um, Eight says, women and men, singles and couples, all are called to minister. Everybody's called to do something. Nobody's called to not do anything. What's my calling? Well, God ain't giving me nothing to do. Oh, you're one of those (laughs) There is no one of those. <laughs> As somebody that doesn't exist. You <laughs> if you once you come to Christ, you have a job to do. If you don't do anything but tell more people about Christ, that's your job. That's your job. <laughs> you don't want to go to heaven and answer to God why you haven't told anybody about Christ. You don't want to have that conversation because that is not going to end well. Mm-hmm. 
man. That conversation ends with fire and all kind of stuff you don't want to deal with. So, you know, everybody's called to minister. If you don't know uh, what your gift is, ask your pastor. Pray to God. Ask God. You know, a lot of times your pastor knows. A lot of times um, you just ask God. Pray to God. Ask God, what is my gift? God will give it to you. He'll show it to you. He will show it to you. Nine says, we must make all our promises and plans in submission to the will of God. All of our promises and plans, everything needs to be in the will of God. Now, here's the thing. We pray and it says, well, you know, God says, wherever I ask in his name, I, I get. Well, whatever you ask in his name, you have to understand what his name means. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to use God's name? Mm-hmm. You use it, you speak in the name of Jesus Christ. That means you represent Jesus Christ. When you speak in the name of somebody, you are representing them, right? Mm-hmm. So when you represent Jesus Christ, speaking his name at the end of everything doesn't get you anything. Living the life of what Christ has put in place in the Holy Scriptures, that's where the name is. God, Jesus sees that and then he puts his stamp on it, which is at the end of the the prayer, right? Because Jesus, God sees you and he sees his son when he sees you. But if you just put Jesus' name at the end of your prayer and you're not following what Jesus say, do, it ain't going nowhere. That prayer don't go nowhere. That's why Jesus say people will come to him in the end and they be like, well, I did this in your name. I said that in your name. And Jesus says, depart from me. I know you're not. Because you might have put his name at the end of your prayers. And you might have tried to cast out demons and all of that stuff in his name. But you didn't have his name in you. You wasn't, you didn't have him in your heart. And if you don't have him in your heart, God reads the heart. He has to see his son in there. Right? Yeah, we're statements. reading statements from our Sunday school lesson. Yeah, it's a whole pamphlet, and we can I can send you some through email. Yeah. If you put your email down there, and I'll send it, send you one every week, and you can go over it with us on Fridays. Yeah. So if you want if you want one of these lessons, all you have to do is email us at t o m m i n c at yahoo.com. You tell us you want a Sunday school lesson. We will make sure you get one every week. And you can follow along with us. It says, so in... Number nine. So number nine, we must make all our promises and plans in 
submission to the will of God. So everything is supposed to be submitted into the will of God. 10 says, if there is no commitment by a husband and wife, the marriage could suffer greatly. Now, and we see uh, Priscilla and Aquila, how they work together in their ministry. If you don't have a commitment in that ministry with both parties, your husband and your wife, and you not committed, it can fall. It will fall. You have this lopsided ministry that's unbalanced. That's why God tells us to make sure when we are with people, we are equally yoked. Right? Nothing worse than having a ministry and trying to go forward in Christ and your spouse is not in. You're not all in with you. That's true. At that point, all you can do is pray and hope that they come to Christ. Yes, keep witnessing and keep teaching and, and, and praying. Yeah. And keep others that's in Christ around you. Yeah, and keep others in Christ that's around you because it's hard to run a household that's halfway in Christ. One half is in Christ and the other one is not. The balance is off. Because God says, if you're, if you're the one that's in Christ, in the family, and the other one is the whole house, God deems holy because of you. But eventually they have to come, the rest of the family has to come up there where you are. They have to get there. You know, and that's a long road uh, sometimes for a lot of people. But you have to be a correct representative of Christ. Right. You can't be like, oh, I'm in Christ and you're still not doing what Jesus said do. Yeah. You know, so. so you have to have uh, both committed parties in that mm -hmm. for that to work. That's so true. Been, you know? been never. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a car that has a misfire you want everything to be firing on all cylinders you know you don't want no putt putts in the engine right that's it describe my ex as a putt putt that's hilarious yeah so that was our Sunday school lesson for this weekend don't you want to go further or just go Yeah, I think that's it for today. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. You want to read the prayer? Sure. Oh, yeah. You want to read it? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll read it. Yeah. <clears throat> Dear Lord, our churches need believers who are committed to ministries of upreach, outreach, and inreach. We thank you, Priscilla and Aquila who worked in the ministry together, straightened the marriage of those who labor in the vineyard of your behalf. Thank you for our pastor and his wife and those who lead and teach. Give them wisdom, willing hands to help, and listening ears to hear one another's heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right. Next week's lesson is coming out of... Oh. X 
16, 11 through 15, and 40, and 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 30. And it's about Lydia called to serve. Lydia the purple maker. Huh? I said Lydia the purple maker. Yeah. She um, sold goods. Yeah. So, awesome. again, if you want a Sunday school lesson and if you want to keep up with us on Fridays, just email us at t-o-m-m-i-n-c at yahoo.com and we will make sure that you get a Sunday school lesson. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, stay blessed and faithful.